For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, friends? It's your boy Thunder Chats here once again, coming to you with our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC slash MMA and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you do use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntzinger, at Thunder Chess. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that that is out of the way, I'm joined by two lovely gentlemen today. First, we got in the state of Oklahoma. I'm not going to say all the things that I usually do because he he said I say it every time. So, you know what? Uh, Ricky, you don't get all this stuff now. So, welcome, Alex Roig. I hope you're happy. Ooh, puff my ego up, man. It's it's 12 o'clock at night. Puff my ego up. Um, hey, man. You're close to getting me an Isaiah Joe jersey. Like, I love that guy. He's awesome. Yes, yes, absolutely. We we love Isaiah Joe. Um, and we also love the man that is named Stephen Dolan, who is joining us for, That's I think, me. back-to-back weekends. Welcome in. Yeah, Stephen well, sh- shout out Kevin Durant. For uh, getting traded to Phoenix, getting our game pushed an hour later, causing all my friends to expect to be awake at my designated <laughs> hour, even though it didn't end up working out exactly like that. That's that was the result. So yeah, Katie did me a favor. Doesn't quite make up for the past, but you know, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as, as you as you're speaking to that, um, you know. Alex was obviously up to watch the game. Uh, Cone was famously on a flight, and it looks like he's currently watching the Clippers game, so it looks like Cone had a safe flight. Awesome. Uh, I fell asleep about midway through the second quarter because this game was a little bit bit of a – you know, it it was more interesting than we probably thought it would be after some information was given to us, but uh, it it didn't have the juice for me, and I I, – I quickly fell asleep because I was tired, but we had another game after the All-Star break before this one we played tonight against the Utah Jazz, and boys, it was a barn burner. 
Like that, that was a crazy game, the Utah yeah. game. And uh, so let's go ahead and talk about it in the segment we like to call the single large item. All right. So last night, well, actually, it's one, it's one o'clock in the morning for me. So I guess two nights ago, we played the Utah Jazz in Utah. First game out of the All Star break, and we lost in overtime, one twenty to one nineteen. Uh, Dolan, I gave you single large item first last time, so I'm going to Alex. Alex, what was your single large item for this game? Uh, it was fun to see two all-stars battling. Like, it was fun to see, like, those two guys. You know, it's, it's been a while since Oklahoma City has really had, you know, the the ability to say, hey, you know, all-star versus all-star um, on the matchup. And, and this game kind of, hey, solidified that, that you know, we, we have an all-star in, in, our, in our midst. Um, and he was playing against another all-star, and, and they brought it this game. Um, and unfortunately, we were on the uh, on the lighter side of the score, um, but but it was a fun game. It was a great game, um, and you know the two the two all-stars performed, so it was it was a great game to watch. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, obviously Shea dropped thirty-nine, eight, seven, uh, two steals, a block. Um, he, he unfortunately needed to drop 40. <laughs> wasn't as efficient as he has been throughout the year. I think he struggled with efficiency a little bit here. Uh, 12 of 26, 0 2 from the field or from the three point line, 15 and 19 from the stripe. And the thing that people want to throw at him is that he missed a free throw in the clutch. He missed four for three throws in the game. But like I like to say on Twitter, Giddy missed a free throw. York missed a free throw. There was a lot of missed opportunities in this game. It doesn't squarely fall on Shea's shoulders for why we lost this game. Was it unfortunate oh, yeah. he missed a free throw in, a, in the clutch? Absolutely. Was it unfortunate he missed a free throw at all? Absolutely. Was it unfortunate that his game-winning, potential game-winning shot over three defenders rimmed out twice? Absolutely. But it's not on Shea that we lost this game. It was... A complete team effort, um, and you know and speak- this has been this right. has been your portion of the podcast that's, that's brought to you by absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Say it absolutely. Uh, we, we need to be sponsored by Absolute Vodka. Yeah, <laughs> hit us up, guys. Hit us up. Yeah, I will. We're I'll, open. I'll we, we're we're available for Absolute Vodka. If we, we don't have your competitor sponsoring us currently. So we are up. absolutely available for absolute. So, all right. Uh, at the risk of me saying absolutely again, Dolan, what was a single large item for you, sir? Um, my single large item is rebounding. Can nobody grab a rebound? This team is last in the league in defensive rebounding rate. Um, which means the rate that you grab rebounds when they're available. And, you know, we, we look pretty good if you just look at like raw defensive rebounding numbers, but it's just because we play really fast and there are a lot of shots. But if you look at rebounding rate, which is actually like what percentage of rebounds we grab, we're 30th, um, which is, you know, to be expected in a lot of ways because we don't have a center and we're playing Kenrich Williams at center. Um, for large chunks of the game and when it's not him it's often our most recent second round draft pick so it's like i'm not saying that this is like a problem 
but it's a flaw with the current team and it's just a reason we're going to lose a lot of games if if this is just the way it is um i don't even think it's something that needs to be fixed i I support the players that we're playing but as long as we're this small and until we have chet in the lineup we're just gonna get killed on the glass and that's just the way it is we struggle with large large human beings yeah i mean Mm -hmm. especially when like i mean why marketing he's like a legit seven foot or walker kessler is over seven foot kelly olenek isn't a seven footer but like he's like what six foot ten something like that like they had some giants out there and they were just they were just gobbling up every board uh particularly down the stretch like i mean there was a few possessions where they got three or four seemed like offensive rebounds and like key possessions down the stretch of the game and it it really hurt it really really hurt um let's see here so giddy and dort actually tied for the lead in 11 rebounds and like shout out Ludor, man. Like he was, he was battling, like specifically Ludor. Like he was battling for those balls, but they were just coming up on the wrong end a couple of times. So, um, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. They're Let's... really big, and it's it's like it's our team's big flaw. You know, we mm-hmm. have this crazy defense for how young we are. Um, the offense has really come around. We, I think, last time I checked, we're like the the sixth in shooting percentage in the last two months and from three point, like everything's going pretty well. Um, we just get killed on the glass and that's just yeah. a function of the size of our players. Like there's no way around it. We just don't have a big. Um, so the cool thing about Chet is normally you would say, oh, okay, well they don't have a big, so they're getting killed on the glass, but they're making up for it on the offensive side. So that's just a give and a take that you have to accept if you want to play small. Well, with Chet coming in to take Kenrich Williams minutes or Mike Mascala or Poku or Jalen Williams from Arkansas, we're not giving anything back on the offensive end by having Chet out there instead of those guys. We're strictly gaining on defense and then rebounding. So that's what's very exciting about him coming in. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, if I'm real musting orange out of here, uh, um, <laughs> My big thing is three-point shooting. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you mentioned that we've been shooting a lot better this this last couple months, but man, you wouldn't know it uh, looking at this game. Like it, it felt like the. Uh, it really feels like this team. Anytime we have a long break, like you know, where you have like a three or four night break, um, and in this case, the entire All Star break, um, it feels like we come back really rusty in terms of uh you know being able to shoot the ball um you know it's like we should have malik monk out there yeah to the listeners we're we're watching the kings and clippers shoot out oh, as we record God. we were trying to wait till it's over but we're now headed it we're now at the end of double overtime and it won't end Oh, <laughs> oh, Malik Monk is trying to do it by himself. He's trying to turn back the clock, and he he freaking almost did, dude. Um, but yeah, no, um, you know, in this game, we shot eight of 37, 21%, and like it was just clank after clank after clank. Um, Jalen Williams oh. from Arkansas is literally the only player 
that we had that had a positive percentage from three point line. Now I like Kendrick Williams was fifty percent. We had players at negative percentage. Oh my god. Okay, no you wonder. know what I you know what I mean. <laughs> Above fifty percent, I should say. So uh I mean Josh same. Giddy went negative two for five from the field. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Josh Giddy missed one so bad that he gave Utah three points. Yeah, he was 0 for 5. Dort was 0 for 4. Dario was 0 for 2. JRE 0 for 3. Uh, Santa 1 for 4. Trey Mann 1 for 5. Isaiah Joe and all of his amazingness 1 for 4. Like, we were missing threes all over the place. The only one. I mean, what do you expect when you dump a 40% three point shooter? And Nova's crying. Y'all keep talking. I'll be right back. Oh, oh, um, yeah. So, Alex, do you have any secondary small items? Um, man, you know what? That was my first time watching Utah this year. Really? And yeah, it was. They're kind of cool, man. It's, it's, you know, yeah. So many, you know, there was, it was so many years of like, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and that drama with them, and then mm-hmm. them not being able to play together. You know, for important stretches of, of the season and, you know, in the postseason. Uh, but this team, man, this team is, they're young, they're vibrant, they're running out there, they're, you know, they're big. It's, it's just, it's a, it was a fun game because I think both teams were fun. Uh, it was not a particularly pretty game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, the, the the style of play just made it to be, you know, a, a fun game to watch. So, yeah, man, yeah. Utah might be, uh, might be one of my uh, top five teams in the uh, – for the league path watch. Yeah, there was some tough shots being made. I, I watched a lot mm-hmm. of Utah at the beginning of the year whenever they went on this stretch for like a month where just every one of their games was close and had a huge yeah. comeback in it. And that was when the record was really good. And so I wa- I ended up watching the end of a lot of their games. Um, but then recently, like, then Conley got hurt and then they just like sucked for a month and a half and I kind of stopped watching. But yeah, they're cool. Markinen is cool and he was especially cool in our game. Um that that awesome. dunk when he drove baseline, that yeah. was awesome. Um and I saw like he's just a really hard player to guard because like I saw some people being like, What is Lou Dort supposed to do, you know, on yeah. that contest when they called the foul on him? And it's like, well, the truth is really nothing. I mean, if a guy that's six inches taller than you is going to run directly away from the basket and shoot a spinning fadeaway three-pointer, like you kind of probably should just let him do that is the truth (laughs) Um, and definitely not risk fouling him. But that's the thing, though. He's so big and so mobile that, like, yeah, you you have to respect it, um, and it's tough for anybody to really get a challenge on it. So he's a cool player. Um, I'm glad he's – figured it out you know so let me ask you this let me ask you this in, re- in relation to marketing and in relation to what you think utah wants to do like if we were to do you think marketing is their sga for this rebuild like basically untouchable um i think so because i think Well, I I guess I'm not sure. I don't know if I don't think he's too good to tank. You know, I mean, I know they have a great record this year. I think what they should do is they should have dropped Jordan Clarkson. Um, they should have done their Conley yeah. and you know Beasley and 
et cetera, trade earlier in the year. I mean, I get you have to wait until somebody's willing to give you. They didn't even get much, so it's like you could have done that anytime. They could have done it for that. They could have done that deal with the Lakers earlier in the season, but they were holding out trying to get both picks, and they didn't get it. Um, so I think honestly, yeah, yeah. go it's Kings. <laughs> The shine, shine the beam or light the, the beam. Yeah, take it. Light the beam. Um, seventy-six to one seventy-five. That is crazy. Better than the All-Star game. Store. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Anyway, so I was saying, like, I think they got off to a really hot start. Um, and that's why their their record is what it is. But ever, for like the last two months, the Thunder have been better than them. I think if they were just the normal jazz, especially now that they've dropped some of their depth, I think they could get a high pick next year with Markinen. And so yeah. I don't think they need to. So, well, I guess if your question was, is he their Shea? Yeah, I guess I do think so. I don't think he would be traded. I mean, they found a diamond in the rough. They, you know, got a good deal. I mean, he was basically just in that deal. I think I'm sure they liked him as a player, but it's the only way the trade worked. He was just the salary. Um, yeah. And then he elevated his game. So, like, I think they probably feel there, there's that connection you feel when you feel like you, it's your little victory, you know, that you don't want to, like, we all feel like that about Isaiah Joe to some extent, where we're like, oh, yeah, we, we were clever. We were the smart ones who spotted yeah. this guy, or like Lou Dort, right? Where f- fans feel that connection we were, to him because he's our, he's our little smart NBA to, guy. Yeah, cleverness. So, yeah. yeah, I think they probably feel like that. And so, yeah, I think he, I don't think he could probably be traded for without paying a crazy price. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think, you know, regardless of, of what picks we offer or anything like that, um, that he will be on the table. I was just, I was just thinking about it, you know, just wondering because there are a couple of players that are in the, I guess in the midst of teams that are kind of directionless at this moment, mm-hmm. you know, like the Nets, the Jazz. Um, and so, you know, if you want to grab one of their marquee players, you know, that it may be a chance, it may be an opportunity, but I do think the Jazz look at marketing and they're like, you know, we got house money when it came to, to, to marketing. Um, so they're probably just going to keep him and roll with it. You know, he's, he's the, he's the beginning piece, the beginning peg of their, of their new rebuild. So. Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, I expected, and I think they probably expected to lose the game to OKC. And then you'd be looking at the standings right now and seeing exactly what we're seeing, basically, which is OKC tied for the 12, you know, half a game up on the 13. The playoff standings starting to stretch away a little bit and um, feeling like, you know, maybe it's time to turn the other way, which I think has been Ainge's secret desire all season long so so then let me ask you this so you know let's move on to this game and so Mm -hmm. you know this game number one you know we got we got put on national tv because they thought that kevin durant would come back and unfortunately Mm -hmm. he did it you know he's coming back on wednesday so march 1st the game that they i don't know who they play against but um that is the target date for him i think i saw somebody say the hornets don't hold oh okay so it's it's an easy game okay so it's target target date for him. So unfortunately, he didn't play in this game. Um, yeah, but before the game, we got the news that, or throughout the day, we actually got news 
that, you know, SJ was suffering from a sore ankle. Um, and then, you know, also that he was suffering from a sore hip flexor. Um, and so, you know, kind of the expected happened whenever uh, Coach Dagnall talked with the media before the game and, you know, he's he's going to – he was out for the game. And so, you know, this this game that we were, you know, hyped up to see and right after the All-Star break and stuff kind of, you know, kind of deflated a little bit. So – do you think this is going to be a more common occurrence um, with <laughs> wink, wink. moving forward in, in these next, what do we have, like 24 games left? Sir, what are you implying? I don't know. It's happened um, every season. <laughs> I, I think he's really hurt, you know? I mean, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he had a couple Mark of has the quote. Game. He said the ankle was acute meaning he rolled his ankle is basically what that means. Um, and then that they were, and he said, if it was, if that ankle was the only thing, he probably would have played through it because he's been playing through this hip thing for a while. Um, <laughs> look, it's uh, you can interpret these things any way you want, right? You can say, well, yeah. but so then with the ankle, like you increase the risk of putting too much weight on the other hip and you don't want to like risk that, that added load to the hip because then you can really mess it up. Um, I mean, we saw Josh Giddy miss like the back half of last year with the hip. Mm -hmm. So it's something you don't want to mess with, but at the same time, you could also say, Oh, just making sure to drop these breadcrumbs that Shay has been dealing with this injury for a while in case, you know, maybe they want to yeah. shut it down a little bit. Now we have this out. I, I can see the interpretation either way. My honest opinion is that he's really hurt and he'll probably play um, on Sunday against the Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll see. It's definitely... I can see why they were... Why they would be aggressive and holding him out immediately as soon as possible with this stretch that we're about to undergo or that we're in the middle of right now. Yeah, we're playing, the a, lot Thunder, and, yeah. playing a lot of games in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, the Thunder are getting five games in seven nights, which is the most games you can get in seven nights in the NBA schedule. And then they're playing nine games in 14 nights, which is also like I sat down and tried to diagram it out to find a way to get more games in 14 days without doing a four games in five nights, which the NBA has said are, are out. And mm-hmm. it's the it's the most you can do. You can't get more than four, nine games in there. So yeah. it's a back-to-back, day-off game, Day off, back to back, day off, game, day off, game, day off, back to back. Like <laughs> it is smushed in there. They have five days off, no consecutive days off, and three back to backs in the next in these two weeks. And that started with the Jazz game and this Phoenix back to back. So I could see why if he has anything nagging, you know, it's like there's not a get through this game and then he has three days off to rest it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to rest it now because there's no breaks coming. So yeah, all those all those three three day breaks that we got in like November and and December. Yeah, not for a we're while. Paying, we're paying for that now. Hello, Dylan. Yeah. Hey guys. Hi, Dylan. Sorry about that. Dylan so, who won? Uh, the, the king won. What? Light the light the beam. Light the beam. How? What happened? Uh, the Clippers couldn't make a shot at the end. Westbrook got fouled out, and then they just yeah, broke Westbrook down after out. that. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, so, that's the story I'm sticking to. 
Okay, so we can still push the rest rest agenda. That's cool. Okay, well, uh, how many Malik Monk get? He ended up with fifty. I don't. I don't know. Damn, damn near. <laughs> All right. Um, I actually so, think the Aaron Fox got fifty, but yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, sorry about that. Nova had everybody uh, dropped fifty. They scored one hundred and seventy-five points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nova had completely soaked through his clothes and his bedding, so I had to change all that while he sat there and laughed at me. So, um, I've got one year off. If he's if he wakes up again, then I'm gonna have to like be done potting, but like I'll keep it open so you guys can finish. But I think he's gonna go back to sleep because he usually just wakes up because he's wet and he gets mad about it. So, I think he's good as, now. as do I. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? God. Um, all right. What, what have y'all talked about? I'm sorry. Uh, so, we, I mean, we just, you know, we put the bow on the uh, on the Jazz game. Mm. Um, and then we just kind of came to this game and just talked about the possibility of the Thunder pulling those crazy antics that they usually pull after All-Star break when it comes to SGA and uh, how the, the media is going to probably, you know, probably interpret that. And then also – you know, just kind of looking at the schedule a little bit. We I didn't, we didn't talk about how the media is going to interpret it. It is a fact that the media is going to – maybe not the media, but your average person on Twitter mm-hmm. oh, is going to assume go. this is a fake injury. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm sure they've already said it. Here goes the um, Thunder. They don't even – like your average non-Thunder fan either completely disregards the idea that Shea was hurt in the last two years or is just totally unaware that an injury was even claimed. Mm-hmm. Like public opinion is just that the thunder shut him down just like openly. And it's like, you're missing so much information. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, if you just watched the jazz game and like how much they were roughing him up, uh, specifically Taylor Horton Tucker, I think knocked him to the floor a couple times I'm not surprised he came up sore from that. Um, you know, the ankle hyphen was... hyphen on hyphen violence. That's not... Hyphen on hyphen violence. Yeah. Um, you know, when we was talking about it earlier in the day, whenever he was listed as questionable and it's just his ankle, I thought he was still going to play. But as soon as that hip came into into play also, like, you know, that, that, was, that was injuries on top of injuries. Like, you don't want that for your star player, no matter... Um, you know, what your goals are for the season. So uh, I, I was very sad to see Shea wasn't going to play. And I think he's listed as day-to-day now, right? Yeah, I, I mean, think so. Sure. They didn't say he'll be reevaluated in a week or anything. They just said he was out for this game. So. Yeah. So, I mean, day-to-day can mean anything. And correct me if I'm wrong, our next two games are against the Kings. Yep. We have yep. A, a home, oh, a double a home, home, home series against the Kings. And then we have a Lakers at home and then two Jazz games at home. Mm. So a couple of those double home sets against the same team coming up, which the Thunder beat the Clippers twice in sets like that and beat the Blazers twice in sets like that because Oklahoma City nightlife is undefeated. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so maybe, I mean... maybe what's going on is what happened to you when, when you were in Oklahoma City. That's what happens in the oh, second yeah. game. Yeah, they, they drink water from Jerry's fridge. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, 
he should just invite them all to his house. Like, here, here, here's some water for you guys. Paul George uh, didn't make the miss the one game sick. Now that I think about it, <laughs> do we have? Do we know where Jerry's fridge was the night before? <laughs> Can you confirm? I can't um, confirm that Jerry does take his fridge to the Ford Center. I mean, to the Ford Center. What the hell? Ford <laughs> Center. Oh, my God. It's late, man. It is late. I'm done. Oh. To the Pecom Center. Oh, Alex fell asleep and woke up in 2008. What the hell's going on? <laughs> the Ford Center. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make an Outlander reference, but I don't think anybody would get it, so I'm going to move on. Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, no, no. So, you know, we was talking the other day kind of like in our chat, like going back and forth, um, how people have this just extreme reaction no matter what happens. Like, if we would have beat the Jazz – then everybody would have been like, oh, wow, like, forget playing. Like, we're, we're going for the playoffs. But since we lost that game, everybody's like, oh, it's over. Like, even before Shea's injury, it was like, it's over. Like, it's time to start tanking. Like, the tanking's going to begin. Like, we suck, this, that, another, blah, blah, blah. And it's only going to be amplified. Like, I, I haven't been on Twitter because I literally woke up, saw you guys were texting me, saw that I had snoozed my alarm, like, three times in my sleep. And so I was like, crap, I got a podcast. I haven't opened Twitter. I don't know what the reaction is or anything like that. But I can imagine it's only amplified after the loss tonight, even though we were missing Shea Gildas Alexander. But all I have to report is, so a fact about the game is that Giddy only played 24 minutes. He did not close the game, um, which, you know, he wasn't having a good game. I'll just say that. And then I can say... It was like a 14-point game with, like, eight minutes left, and then they kind of started to close the gap a little bit. So, you know how a coach will just sometimes ride the hot lineup. Mm-hmm. I think that might be what happened. Or maybe he benched Giddy because Giddy was having a bad game. I don't know. But in regards to the reaction on Twitter, I was just searching Giddy, trying to find if anybody re- asked the question about why he didn't come back in. And the fans mm-hmm. are, are not happy with Giddy, <laughs> which is what I found out. <laughs> I did you not find the answer to my question. I found anger. <laughs> they're not giddy with giddy, though. Is that what you're saying? No, they're um, aggravated about giddy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just kind of looking at his counting stats like seven points, five assists, four rebounds, three of 14 shooting, 0 of one from three, one of two from the strike. Like, say what you will, that is a positive percentage. <laughs> He's hesitating, man. He's, uh, I think it's starting to get in his head a little bit. I think he's going back to beginning of the season, Giddy. Um, you know, and he was struggling, and we were all talking about his sophomore slump and how this is going to look. I, I just think he's regressing a little bit. I just think he has to find that mojo again. <clears throat> yeah, and the, the thing about Giddy is, like, he doesn't have – like, it, it's awesome if he can knock down his threes, but, like – he can be effective and change a game without knocking down his threes. Like if you remember at the end of his hot streak, um, you know, going into January, I mentioned on this podcast, like guys, like I don't want to, you know, like, you know, throw water on, on a fire, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, no, I'm do out that. of idioms. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of idioms here, but. Um, no, Dylan, 
if you ever see a fire. <laughs> Throw water on it. But not, it, not Giddy's fire. We don't need Giddy's fire to have water on it. But anyways, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but you know, I know we're winning. I know Josh Giddy's playing really good, but the last five games or so, he's shooting like he's back to shooting like twenty eight percent. Like he's still doing great, but like, you know, this this is happening. And it hasn't gotten better since. And not only has it not gotten better since, but it doesn't feel like Giddy is actually affecting games. Um, in, in a positive way, and that's 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 the thing that hurts us really. Because <laughs> if if he's not shooting the ball uh, and he's not defending, he's kind of just somebody the defenses pick on. Like if you watch the Jazz game, I'd I'd venture to say ninety percent of the doubles that were sent at Shea were Giddy's man, because they just they're not scared of him shooting the ball. And that's that's detrimental, like particularly in the clutch. Whenever you know we expect Shea to go show that he's him, and dude, even if you throw three guys at him, like he's 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 still close to making the shot. But you know that that doesn't make it easy on him. Well, so many of our conversations around this team just come back to expectations. You know, they the team's ahead of schedule and they're so close to the play in and we can smell it as fans. And all of a sudden it's the focus shifts to win now moves and what lineups are helping us now and what players are detrimental on a closing possession and shifts away from Giddy's important to our future. And he's going to be playing and it's important if he is detrimental to a possession that he experiences that and learns from it, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where the organization's focus is. And it's, it's important to just keep that in the back or the front of your mind while you're watching the games and know that, look, if the, if the focus was to win the game, maybe Kenrich Williams closes that game instead of Giddy, but that's not what happened because that's not the number one priority right now. And a lot of fans want it to be, and I get that, but and I think I, it I, clearly isn't. Yeah, and I, and I think, I think that's like you said, expectation sets the barometer for fans for how they feel, and mm-hmm. you know, I, and I, and I honestly don't think that we went into this season with that expectation, but as the season has progressed, you know, and we've been so, you know, as the season has progressed, and the West, the best. The rest of the Western Conference has not necessarily That was a bar, son. The rest of the West has turned into a mess. (laughs) But, like, since the rest of the West has not necessarily performed up to... Has regressed. (laughs) Yes. Chicken, chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Since they have not performed to what the standard or what the expectation is for them, you know, now our fans are like, yo we can do this or yo, we are, we are at their same level. And unfortunately we're not at the same level. We're a good team. We're a very well coached team. Um, and well coached teams are going to catch other teams off guard. Sometimes many nights out of the, out of an 82 game season, but now whenever it's uh it's crunch time in the, you know, in the season and all these teams are trying to perform their best to get into the playoffs. I do think that the Thunder are going to see a different brand of basketball being played against them. 
and they're going to have to yeah. learn from this. And unfortunately, they're going to lose a lot of these games. Yeah. Well, I think I think we could do more. You know, if winning was the priority, we could have maybe two or three more wins and be solidly in the play-in right now. Um, but it would come at the expense of growth for next year. And yeah. there comes a time where that's an acceptable, even necessary decision to make. Like with the Katie and Russ teams, right? It's like, look, we need every single win. We have a chance to win a championship. I'm sorry, Jeremy Lamb. We cannot afford 15 minutes a game for you to find yourself as an NBA player. Um, but that's not what this team is doing. We're still seeing Trey Mann out there. Um, we're still seeing, like I said, Giddy closing games. <clears throat> he didn't close this one, so maybe we're not anymore. But we we saw Giddy close that game, even though he was really struggling. And like you said, they were doubling off of him every time. And the reason is, yeah, maybe we are the 12 seed this year instead of the nine seed because we forfeit these handful of wins. But we don't want to be the nine seed again next year. We want this 12 seed to then explode through that and become the five seed next year. And it will be because Giddy had these experiences and had these failures and learned from them. Or he won't. And then we know that too, which is also valuable information. You know, if, if this is just like a flaw in his game that he's not going to be able to overcome, we need to know that too and give him the opportunity to prove that to us because that's valuable information. Yeah, for sure. I'm um, sorry. I was, I was just looking through the the scores of this season, and um, seven of our losses uh, were by one possession. And you know that t- that tells me that you know we're in these games, like we're fighting in these games. It doesn't matter what the opponent is. Um, and it's just you know sometimes the ball doesn't bounce the right way. Sometimes we get a bad call. Sometimes we make a stupid mistake. And you know, it, it's just frustrating how uh, sometimes sometimes how we're not as experienced. Well, and look, with with a few exceptions throughout history, uh, one of those exceptions being like most Chris Paul teams. Mm-hmm. Close games are generally like pretty close to a coin flip. Yeah, like we we make a big deal out of clutch players. Yeah, there are clutch players um, who also have the ball a lot. And so the volume helps add to that impression. But most of the time, one point games are coin tosses and they can go either way. And it comes down to something as tiny as like the ball bounces into one player's hands instead of another that nobody has control over. Um, So, yeah, I saw some takes like that. This this loss proves that we're not ready because good teams win these games like no good teams lose these games. I don't know. 45% 45% of the time or something like it's, it's, it's fine. Um, I don't think this one loss to the jazz or, I mean, definitely not this loss to the Suns without Shea mm-hmm. should be convincing to anybody who was like, we should push for the playoffs two days ago. I don't think anybody who was thinking that should now be like, never mind, because of these two losses. Um, maybe because of where we are in the standing as a result of them, I I guess maybe like it matters that it was the jazz that we lost to because now we're a full game back of them. Um, but I just don't think that the, those two results or anything that happened in those games should be like the nail in the coffin for anybody. 
Now, and, and on the other hand, if you already thought pushing for the draft pick was the right decision, like I don't think this should really bolster that opinion in any way. It's just, it is what it is. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Well, ugh, I said it is what it is. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing with with the Utah series. That was the first game. Like we mm-hmm. literally have three games in the next like. In, in the next, what is it like? We have two more games. in that fourteen game, that fourteen day stretch. Exactly. And so, yeah. if we win those two games, this is a completely different dynamic that we're talking about in a week. You know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, this season is it, it's going to ebb and it's going to flow. And you know, if we happen to hit a hot streak when we're when we're playing at the Paycom Center, not the Ford Center, at the Paycom. You mean the Chesapeake Energy Arena? Yeah. You know, the Chesapeake <laughs> Energy Paycom. Um, then you know again the thunder you know the thunder fandom is going to go ahead and flip again and be like yo you know we need to do the play on you know go to the play in or or whatever um and so yeah man you know that's that's the ebb and flow this season i don't know about you guys but just at some point this season i stopped getting too high or too low about or like for a while i was like looking forward and trying to predict how the season could go based on results and it just became like a fool's errand like yeah. it, earlier this week, I tweeted, oh, I see we have three games against the Jazz coming up. Like me from two months ago would have been that stretch. will decide our season. And me now is like, oh, we're going to win one and a half of those three games. <laughs> this team will not let me make any decisions. So I'm just along for the ride. Um, I like I think, half of a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to end up in a good spot. Like I feel like we're either going to get the – eighth or ninth draft pick or we're gonna get you know the eighth or ninth seed in the play-in um so either is the either of those is great the one thing i didn't want to do would was like get 35 wins and get the 10 seed well i think if we get the if we're gonna get the 10 seed or the nine seed it's gonna be like 41 wins and if we don't win that many games then we're gonna get a good draft pick and either one of those is cool yeah, because we're gonna have to earn it. Like if if we mm-hmm. get to the play and we'll earn it because right now, you know, you mentioned we're a full game back from the Jazz at the ten spot. Uh, we're tied with the Blazers, um, and the Lakers are a half game back behind us. So it is it's tight. And then you know you still got uh, the Warriors and the Timberwolves are tied uh, one and a half game, and, and the Pelicans <laughs> are tied one and a half game. And like you know that takes you to the seven seed. So like it's yeah, and Steph's probably coming back soon. Um, the Blazers have Dame, so just with him, they're better than their current record because, you know, he missed some time and they were really bad when he was out. Um, the Lakers, I think, got a little bit better and <laughs> their guys might actually feel like they need to play all the games now, that they need to win most of their games to get in. So, like, I think it's going to pick up around us a little bit and that's not to say that we won't be able to keep up, but we're not going to just stumble into the play in here you know we're not gonna kind of fail our way in the rest of the season if we make it in it's because we earned it Mm -hmm. for sure and you know the pelicans without zion you know they've kind of been a shell of themselves uh, since he's been out um so maybe they're a team that keeps falling out a little bit you know you get a bi injury or something like that like that could really hurt you uh, at the same time, if Shay's, if Shay's right, I mean, we've been healthy. Time, we'll be, you know, we'll be we've playing. lost our bigs. We've lost our bigs, but Shay's been healthy all year. You know, leave a game here and there, but so. Yep. 
Absolutely, man. Well, um, I guess the only thing kind of left to cover here is um, some draft stuff here. Uh, obviously, there are some things to happen with Brandon Miller. It's very late on my end. I've already said a few things wrong, so I don't want to be the one that says what happened. Um, Dolan or Alex, do you guys have a read on the situation, as it were? Oh, man. Um, I, so, so I've yeah. kind of kept my nose out of it until it all gets settled. Like, I don't want to, you know put anything out there that's not true. Mm-hmm. All that I know for sure is one of his teammates asked him to bring their gun to them in like the early hours of the morning. And then that gun, and then they gave that gun to someone else. And then that person shot someone with it. The, those are the facts as far as I know them. And what Brandon Miller knew the gun would be used for, um, it doesn't seem like he was directly participatory in like pulling the trigger in any way, mm-hmm. or if he was even there or if he had knowledge of it. All we know for sure is that he brought someone a gun in the early morning. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything as far as we know right now, legally wrong with anything that he did. Um, I don't even think we know for sure that there's anything morally wrong with what he did. Um, I feel pretty confident saying he did a stupid thing, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is bad enough for some organizations not to want to draft a player like to me. And maybe this is me like being a parent now, but like, I'm just, or, you know, I was a teenager once and I had my fair share of screw ups. Um, What would, what would his mama say? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, like when this happened, if he came home and he told her exactly what happened and it's what I just laid out that he just took a friend his gun and didn't know anything about what would happen and wasn't involved. His mama would probably slap him upside the head and say, you understand you're about to get drafted in the top, whatever, three to five of the NBA draft. Why are you risking your entire future to take this boy, his gun in the middle of the night? Like, mm-hmm. Do you understand how stupid that is? And like whether he did anything wrong I don't know, but that might be enough to make the Thunder like scratch him off their board because that just shows a stupendous lack of judgment, in my opinion, to put your entire future at risk for even if it's as innocent as possible. Like, bring me my gun. Oh, yeah, cool. Here's your gun. It's a gun, man. It's 1 a.m. Like, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's my thing. Like, you know, like take away the basketball stuff aside. Like, if you're giving somebody a gun, um specifically like in the middle of the night for like any re- like you, it doesn't matter what the reason like you're, you're bringing somebody a gun in the middle of the night like that sketch like that super sus um it's just the, it just makes me the whole thing just makes me think of that um the the gift from Mad Men of peter and i think he's like in an elevator or something and somebody asks him a question like is it bad and he's like it's not good bob <laughs> like, like did miller do something bad i don't know but it's not good <laughs> yeah yeah and i i could definitely see like i, I think the early reports are um i i, I don't know who nba central ag- aggregated but uh, i saw nba central like tweeted some uh, some like scout and GM quotes, like, anonymous GM quotes, basically saying like this didn't affect how they viewed Miller in the draft and whatnot. But cool. 
Good. If, I mean, good for them. Good for him. But like, yeah. I well, I, I think it. Is. I think it affects. I think it affects Sam Presti. <laughs> it Just didn't help this history yeah <laughs> if it didn't affect anything cool but it didn't help we'll just say that which sucks man because like that's that's the guy like i feel like that was the perfect fit in this draft for the thunder and now we, <laughs> we probably won't know but there's a lot of other guys in this draft. Like it's a very intriguing draft. Um, aside from, you know, Wimby Scoot, Brandon Miller. Um, there's some other guys in this draft uh, that could really help the Thunder. And uh, I was getting kind of worried because, you know, a lot of these guys that I thought could fall to a slight lottery that I like their potential, uh, people are starting to catch on to. And it looks like they're going in like the top seven, eight range now. So, that's a little discouraging, but it also looks like we might end up having a chance at these guys. So I'm starting to open myself to the possibility of getting Jairus Walker. I started opening up my, myself to the possibility of getting Grady Dick, Taylor Hendricks, you know, guys yeah. like that. Yeah. I was listening to um, game theory a little while back and Vicini had Spinella, I think is his name. And yeah. We're just talking about sport. how, yeah, and they were just talking about how, like, after the first, like, three, maybe four, maybe five, it's just kind of a jumble, and they could see anybody from, like, five to 12 mm-hmm. ending up being the best player, and it's just going to kind of come down to taste and eye of the beholder and stuff like that. And the main reason they said, and it's not just because they're like, oh, we evaluate these people so evenly, it was because they have very little information on all these guys because they're so young and because – covid was happening when they were in high school and they're dealing on like half a half a season of college ball right now and so obviously you want to have a high, the highest pick possible so presty has the most people to choose from but it just kind of made me feel really relaxed that like oh, we might be able to get an awesome guy at like nine mm-hmm. and if the consensus is so um diasporic is that a word dropping bars out here i'm not sure if that's a word so don't hold me to that i'm I'm gonna google it while you talk if it if if the consensus is diffuse kind of if everybody disagrees about who the best prospects are in that range then it makes a trade up more likely because the person who's at four might like the guy who they think will be there at eight just as good um so that makes them more likely to want to trade their picks. So that's encouraging. And I just feel real relaxed about the whole situation. Like we're going to end up in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And um, Giddy's struggling right now. And that's cool because he's young and it's to be expected. That's part of the reason nobody thought we'd be very good this year is because this happens to young players. Um, so it's happening to him right now. And that's not unexpected. So yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah, the definition of diasporic, according to dictionary.com, relating to, characterized by, or arising from the social phenomenon of dispersion, constant mobility, and rootlessness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard that word in my life. So when you said it, That's I was pretty like, close, right? Like, I mean, that means kind of what I was going for. So, yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Bars. Bars affirmed. 
See, I, I tried to make sleep kosis a word before we started, but <laughs> that's that's actually a word. So, uh, congrats <laughs> on that. Um, also, uh, you know, the Thompson twins. Like, I'm I'm not as into Amin Thompson for this team just because the shots a legitimate issue and i know we haven't in the past but i feel like as we i mean the data is there like if you want to succeed with this team you want to surround shay and giddy you know whoever has the ball with shooting you know um i i think the on off number uh, isaiah joe and lindy waters are like top net rating guys on the team and it's because of what they can provide for the team. So I think shooting is going to be prioritizing the draft. Like, I think it has to be, um, you know, you know, regardless of Ahmed's potential and what he can do with the ball in his hands and everything like that, like that's all well and good. I would rather take your brother. Who's maybe like a half step below you athletically, but has shown more potential shooting, more results shooting the ball as well. Um, and is also regarded as a better defender. So I like Ozor Thompson. Like if we were to end up with him at the draft, I'd be thrilled. Um, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm chilling, man. There's a, there's a lot of good players and I'm, I, our range is so, um, our range has such a big range, you know, we could end up from, you know, the very top of the lottery. If we get lucky to gap, maybe seven or eight all the way up to like 14. So it's just too many guys. Like I can't, I can't look at 20 guys. So I'm just going to hold off on deep diving anybody until I like have five or six spots where I think we can end up. But there's a lot of guys I'm intrigued by. Um, and I just pressed to get one, one of them. So. Hmm? Do you know anything about Jet Howard? I know he goes to Michigan. He he does. I, I believe he's also Juwan Howard's son. That makes sense why he went to Michigan. <laughs> but um no, I, I don't know. I like I think it was Andrew. I think I heard he said that he didn't want Jet Howard. And I'm like I don't know why. Like he's 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 a phenomenal. Like he's he's a great shooter. He's got a lot of scoring potential, and he can he has potential to do a lot of other things with the ball. Like you know, I'd rather have Grady Dick, but if I got Jet Howard, I wouldn't be mad. Um, also, there's a there's a conspiracy theorist in me. I said this on a previous podcast, but like it's I, it's starting to reinvigorate as his level of play is starting to raise you know, throughout the season, but case I'm all out of Kentucky. And it's not just because he's a Kentucky wildcat. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if he was wearing Duke or Louisville, whatever. Like this guy is a six foot six point guard or he's playing point guard for Kentucky. He could play on both sides of the ball, but he's long as crap. Like he's got a crazy wingspan. He's strong. And the dude is a absolute dog. And not only that, but I, I don't know what he's shooting from three right now, but there was at one point this year he was shooting 40% from three. I'm going to see what he's at right now. But, um, you know, my my thing was if you could get 
into the lottery and get two picks. If this was a guy that you wanted to draft, he's shooting 35% now. So he came down to earth a little bit because we, we went on a very, very bad stretch uh, in the middle of the season. But, um, you know, if, if you could get a guy like that and you could, in, in my eyes, if he's actualized, like, you know, he's going to come in day one and play defense. Uh, if he can legitimately be a good shooter, like, I don't know, like he's a longer, younger, um, better shooting door on a rookie contract. I feel like it might make door expendable in a deal for a more win now player. Yeah. Just, just, a, just a conspiracy theory I've been throwing around. It's an interesting theory. I'm going to be honest. I have very little to contribute about draft um, prospects. Okay. I'm just sitting here trying not to make Grady Dick jokes this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to uh yeah so that, 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 that was that was a bad one so um yeah i mean i i guess when we start making dick jokes that's that's when it's time to close out the pod but uh <laughs> hopefully brighter days are ahead for the thunder you know as we said we've got the kings on sunday and tuesday both in okc hopefully shay plays if not i if Shea doesn't play in either of these next two games, I I'm, I feel pretty confident saying the writing's on the wall for how the rest of the season is going to go. Yeah, the writing. The, sorry, the writing on the wall just made me think of Alex calling it the Ford Center. <laughs> <laughs> I used Alex. to go watch games at the Ford Center when they had like the all college classic when I was in junior high. Alex just Center. out there tagging the Ford Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, we, we've gone through. It's it's two a.m. here. I'm going to bed. I, uh, Dolan, I appreciate you coming on the pod. It was great to see your face for another weekend in the row. Uh, hopefully, we have uh, have some more guys on here the next time you're on, so we can have more some more fun discussion. And hopefully, yeah. maybe the maybe the Thunder winning games again uh, next time. Yeah. So that'd be fun. Um, but happy in, to be here. You haven't said that in a while. <laughs> so I started to question if you actually were. I appreciate I you. Um, Less happy than I was last time after that Blazers game. That was that was something special. Um, oh my god, that was the last time. Wow. I listened back to that, and I was we spent like a third of that podcast just like describing plays that happened. Those are the yeah. good. Those are the good times. You know, mm-hmm. After a game where you're just like, and then this play happened, and he jumped like this, and he reached over there. And this game, we're just oh, like, yeah. these two games, we're just like, yeah, the score and the stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, there were some cool things that happened. Like, you no, know, I'm about to go right back into it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I do have to mention that one play by Shea um, on freaking Ochai Obaji. Whenever he like, he picked up his oh, pivot, yeah. he faked. He like put his elbow in him, acted like he's gonna step through, and then he drew back and then <laughs> shot it on the bank shot, like put dude in a blender. Like that was nasty. Did he walk on that play, Dolan? You're a basketball no. purist. No, I don't think so. Um it was like he made him hit himself. It's like a judo move, you know. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it was he went full on wax on, wax off. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yep, that's that's it. I'm I'm done talking about it. Also, I just want to say before we leave, I wanted Larry Markin on the Thunder two years ago. They called me a madman.
with that being said, I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! We could also talk about Russell Westbrook when he hits the game winner here. Oh my God, this game's crazy! I wish I could pull this up while we're while we're bonding. I'm, I'm a distracted podcaster. <laughs> Is it on ESPN? No, no it's uh, League Pass. Yeah, charge! Ooh, yes, sir, sir, that's a charge, sir. Can I? I doubt they have their challenge. We're in overtime. You never have your challenge left, or else you maybe wasted it earlier. I can try to. I don't know, man. Pull oh, up it's my... Tony Brothers' ass again. Oh my god! Oh, brothers! Uh... <laughs> Damn, one sixty-two to one sixty-two. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, they're making crazy. shots all over the place. <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up on Stream East here, and I could uh, share the screen. It was like eighty to seventy-two or something at halftime. So, and then they just yeah, never I, cooled I saw down. that. I saw that. Yeah, I know the eighty. I don't know what the what the Kings had. I think it was it was seventy something. Let me let me watch it on Stream East real quick. Man, Stream East is doing that thing where it gives you a bunch of different links to click on. Oh, I, no, no, no. I hate it when it does that. The second one's my favorite. Ah, Fox just dribbled it off his foot. I'm glad that work. By the time I find a stream, the game's gonna be over. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, here, right here. Uh, all right. Well, you're awesome. Oh, there we go. This is my favorite one. Top streams like this works. Can I share account. my screen? You might be able to. What? I'm not. Uh, looking. Not, let I'm, not. Let me play it. Damn it. I'm stupid. I clicked on the Phoenix, Oklahoma City game. <laughs> oh, Can you Lord. see my screen? Um, Look oh, down yeah. at the bottom. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, yes. I can. Let's go. Let's fucking go. It might not let you play it since you're yeah, on. Yeah, it's just black frick. Uh, it's just black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Those sneaky bastards. Uh, me out. Yeah, I think I tried doing that one time when we were recording, and y'all were like, it's just black. I was like, oh, well. Too clever. They are smart. The, the, yeah, the NBA, the League Pass stuff, it's impossible to do anything on it. I, like, I used to. I used to have this little GIF capture thing where you could like just make a square and hit record and it would make a GIF and you can't, it just turns out black. Like you can't even like take a screenshot of your phone screen while it's, you can't record your screen. You can't take a screenshot. Yeah. You can't record it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. There's 20 seconds left and it's a one point game. Oh, it's not 164 to 162. No, he shoot monks made monk made the first oh, free throw. Monk, yeah, there we 
Uh, Are you watching or watching the thing? Uh, I'm, I'm on NBA, NBA.com. Okay. Uh, I think it's sharing. Can you guys see? I can. We can see the TV. We, we both have it. Uh, okay. Well, I just we don't need you. We're sharing. 164, 164, 20 seconds. Is that what everybody has? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> the off chance Russell. So I guess it's so it's either here. the Clippers are going to win or it's double overtime. This is great podcasting, by the way, because we're recording. so we can probably start recording and start the show. I guess. Okay, we're well, not going to have a happy reaction right now. I don't know. If something cool happens. I'll I'll be happy. I'll be like, yeah, I woke up for this. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Sorry. I have Scoop B's notification and he just randomly tweeted Westbrook for three with an exclamation point. I was like, huh? I mean, sorry, possibly, sir, possibly have, win for it. it. It's possible that Westbrook <laughs> shoots a three right here. No, Why but do you have Scoop B on already notifications? Already I have, yeah, no, right. <laughs> I, 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 have uh, I have him, Woj, Shams, uh, some of the draft guys, like I, I probably had too many notifications on, honestly. But I got, I got Woj, Shams, and uh, Mark Stein, <laughs> and Scoop B. <laughs> Watch out, man! Friend, uh, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. That, that's why. That's why I have him there. <laughs> Good people. No, I can't lie. I just, I just want to see what happens here. Why am I watching Dylan's stupid little screen? <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, scoop had the scoop. Here comes Russ. Nope. Double uh-huh. time. Are you serious? <laughs> now you're spoiling my spoil. Nope. Oh, 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 nope. It's going to be 300 to 300. All right, well, that is that's fun. Let's, let's just do the podcast while watching the game. That's fine. I can't see y'all. I'm watching this. Actually, I don't know. It might be in my is it in my stream? Oh yeah, it is. Okay, cool. I can see it very tiny. I can full screen it though. No, man. Do it like this for the YouTubes. My computer doesn't like it. Well, Calm has not been uh, uh <laughs> doing the YouTube, so Tony's busy. Yeah. 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 All right. That'll work. Uh we've been recording for six minutes, so welcome in. I'm just kidding. Let me and welcome uh, in. Let me compose uh, myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Can you go take That's... your mic and, and go pee? <laughs> Not in that order. Guys, I can't hear myself. What's <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> All right. I feel like I'm in a fever dream right now. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.